I'm Maureen Whitehouse. After awakening from a near-death experience 20-plus years ago, I discovered I could see through pain, any pain. So for the last two decades, I've been helping people come right through their life's greatest challenges and into a life literally teeming with miracles. I'm Christian Camarena. I found Maureen when I was at a low point and searching for some kind of meaning in my life. Straight off the bat, she started talking to me about miracles. Whoa, I was not expecting that. I'm kind of the healthy skeptic in this scenario, and I wasn't sure I believed in all this stuff about miracles, so I questioned everything. And it turns out, a true spiritual teacher really loves that shit. I realize I still have a lot to learn, so you might as well stick around and learn right along with me. While I ask the real questions, and Maureen does what she does best, reveals the miraculous and the marginal, the mundane, and the everyday messes of life. This is Miracle Renegade. So, unprecedented times, of course, indeed, as everybody's been noticing. And I feel like most people watch with anticipation, like needing to have an outcome from it. That's the way that we typically watch things. When really watching is allowing yourself just to observe without needing to know anything. Just observe and pay attention. So... As I've been observing and paying attention and not needing any outcome in particular from this, I've noticed that this is such an opportunity because this has never happened before. Yeah. And anytime something's new like that that's never happened before, it's always ripe with new information, new insights, new ways to approach life. This is a big reset for me because, I mean my career was done mm-hmm. like everything was done but it wasn't like um i was really attached to it so i just started observing this is like untreaded territory mm-hmm. and if this is starting off from something new something unknown the only thing moving forward is more unknown yeah but the art of this is to be able to embrace that You could say, okay, this reminds me of that, or this resembles that. But the more we recognize that this is a brand new situation, the easier it's going to be for everybody to then move into a brand new world on the other side of this, which I believe is really the point. I believe this is a great pause. Mm. We were going way too fast and too frenetically. We were becoming way too comfortable with unconscious behavior Mm. we were able to just dismiss ourselves as people who had a deeper connection and understanding of what felt inherently right or inherently uncomfortable and be able to discern between the two of those there was an awful lot of gaslighting going on Mm. where you'd hear something one minute no you heard that from either the media or the leaders in the world. And then right on the heels of that here, no, that didn't happen. Yeah. 
so much gaslighting going on, making people feel as though they're a little bit crazy hearing one thing one minute and then hearing the opposite the next coming out of two sides of the same person's face. Yeah, it was really confusing. Really it's, confusing. It's been very confusing. And uh, speaking with my my friends and everything, we were all confused on what the point of this all is. There's always one point, just to be really clear about that at the outset of everything. Hmm. The one point of anything that's happening on the planet is a return to love. Hmm. So that if we feel separate or confused or scared, then it's a feeling of being lost. When you return to love, you see that there are things inherent in any situation that are sane and comfortable and actually purposeful. So let's do that right now with this whole situation. See this as a return to love, a reset, like you said, major reset, major pause to get us to realize that we have resources inside of us that we aren't using, that we all have this capacity to tap genius and insight and peace and ease. All these qualities are inherent in each and every one of us because we all breathe the same breath with one soul. Mm. The breath that we breathe is the breath we came in with that's connected to the divine. We've said this so many times, but it bears repeating because it puts all this into context. You came in with your first breath, you'll leave with your last, and every breath in between that sustains your life on this planet is that ethereal, unquantifiable nature of you that is the spirit. Mm-hmm. And everyone has that. There are many people who are discovering it or already know it on the planet. And they're the people who understand that this great pause is really valuable for us. Oh, yeah. And this great reset is really valuable because they're stopping within themselves to connect with what we all have the capacity to connect to. And they're seeing, ah, oh, I feel better when I'm not rushed or hurried towards some future moment to make me happy or feel successful. I feel better when I'm not judging a situation and I essentially don't know what it is, but I love it. Yeah. I feel more sane when I have reason to love other people on the planet just because they deserve it right now. Mm. Everyone on the planet deserves to be loved right now just for being a human being on the face of the planet right now for no other reason. And I feel this brings out our inherent goodness as well. I believe that people really care. The reason why people find themselves watching the headlines is not to be getting an overdose of sensationalism or fear or panic. It's because they care. Mm. And they're showing up to to hear what's happening to our fellow human beings. And I believe all that. I think uh, underneath all the bullshit that we go through, a lot of people do the things that they do or feel the things that they feel because they care about each other. Mm. And it's always uh, this story above it, this surface story that kind of pisses everyone else off. But you're sitting in a room or you're angry at this person because you really care about the person and you want that person to understand you and where you're coming from. And when you're talking about that scenario, you want peace. You want yourself to feel peaceful in relationship to that other person. And you know, if it feels unloving, it doesn't feel peaceful. Mm. So let's stop for a minute and use this great pause or this great reset for the best 
possible outcome. First of all, we have to recognize that things are unknown, how we really know what success looks like five months from now or two years from now. So you have to take a break. And when you do stop, then who are you being in that moment that you get that chance to pause? Are you being yourself? Are you being someone who you enjoy occupying the same time and space with? Mm. Who are you being? Can you inherently feel a purpose to be connected with other people and to treasure the gifts you have and to express those willingly and confidently and peaceably? Mm. Do you feel like you have a capacity to show you care, even if it's just caring for yourself and your own health and well-being? What are you doing in your little smaller world that we're all occupying right now? Mm. Are you treating your body well? Because you can see it's important to you. It's important to everyone on the planet or we wouldn't be taking these drastic measures right now. If it's important to you, how do you treat it on a day-to-day basis? How do you treat your vehicle for communication, as A Course of Miracles would put it? At best, you realize your body is a vehicle for communication. What are you communicating when you get out in the world? Is it frenetic energy that's halfway into the future and halfway into the past and never in the present? Mm. You know, we deserve so much more from this life. We all do. When we start things up again, we've got to be really conscious that we don't just start them up based on what the past was. A miracle happens now. It's a vertical insertion into a horizontal world. So if we're looking at this situation, this great pause, this pandemic as a miraculous event, then it has to be a vertical insertion. That means you're not thinking, you're being very present. You're just showing up and and aware and available to what's happening in this moment. It takes what's happening in the present to renew the past, to heal the future. Mm. We don't want to move into this future with those same things that weren't working for us from the past. Callous and unconscious behavior that doesn't honor the inherent soul of every human being on the planet, that's unconscious. We don't feel good when we do that. We love to show up recognizing human potential human capacity, even if it's not happening in that moment. That's what our teachers at best should be doing. That's what our healthcare professionals at best need to do. It's what we need to do neighbor to neighbor, friend to friend, see the potential in someone, the genius in the making, the beauty in the making. The but what, the, the, what does that actually mean? Because there might be some people who don't know that if Amelia life wasn't that way, where somebody said, I really appreciate your potential. So this is what it looks like on a practical level. If you can find things about the people in your life that you appreciate, communicate that. Hmm. Again, if our bodies are vehicles for communication, your eyes show appreciation. Your gestures show appreciation. Your willingness to be there with someone while they're progressively learning and discovering and overcoming challenges. Your capacity to just be, this doesn't require a lot of doing. Mm. It's a lot different than that. It requires presence and a willing state of mind. Mm. 
that you're open to watching and being with what's happening right now. So the pandemic on a larger scale, on a collective massive scale, worldwide scale, to be able to be with this and watch it with appreciation, you'll find beautiful things that are happening in the midst of this. Mm. You know, again, appreciation for people's basic needs being met. Mm. So many more people are getting that this is impossible to be on a planet like this if you don't have your basic needs met. Yeah. And why wouldn't that be something that every human deserves? Now, I want to quantify that for a minute because I don't necessarily mean that everyone should be expecting and wanting a handout. Yeah. I don't necessarily feel that that fuels our capacity to know who we are as inherently great and awesome and genius. But I feel like making sure that everyone has a home and shelter and food and water, the basic needs that we all have met, that's not giving a handout. That's just saying, you're valuable. We appreciate you. Every person on the planet appreciates you enough to know that you deserve to have a safe and happy existence here. I mean, it, it doesn't seem so far-fetched to feed everyone. I've worked in food industry. I've worked in produce industry. And the amount of food that is thrown away right. every single day, probably even now, right? it's just like waste after waste after waste hundreds of pounds of food a day. It's the distribution. It's always been food distribution where we have our challenges and problems. And that's happening because of a mindset. Mm. When we think we need to hoard just for ourselves and when we feel that that's appropriate or okay in a, quote, advanced society or a progressive affluent society, a really truly affluent society knows that you don't gain by hoarding. Yeah. A really affluent society is thoughtful and cooperative, recognizes less is more, mm. less quantity versus the quality of what you're living. You know, it's, it's so interesting that we've gotten it as skewed as we have. I really truly believe that people do care. It's not a question of people caring. I believe that many if not everyone on the planet cares. I believe that things were going too fast for people to have time to do anything about this or to sit and think pensively. If this is a call to love, where's the love here? Where do I show love in my own individual way that feels really loving to me? So it's a win-win so that I feel that I'm loving so loving that it's coming through, spilling out from the overflow to benefit other people. If you really loved business or whatever it was, commerce, whatever it was that caused you to make a billion dollars, mm -hmm. well, then share that love. Share it in the way that everybody's benefiting from your insight and genius and capacity to be that motivated that you can garner those kinds of resources. Why shouldn't everybody know how to do that? Yeah, I had this discussion with my mom yesterday, and I just don't think anyone's listening right now. Like, if you're so angry that a guy has made a billion dollars, right, why are you going to listen to him objectively? So it's not about the anger. It's about 
being open-minded, stepping back, mm. stopping, being in a place where you respect and appreciate everyone for mm. wherever so we are right now. So you have to get now. there first. You have to. That's what the pause is. If we keep that same judgmental mindset that we had in the past that got us here either via lack or excess, then we have to stop right now. Be truly in our own business, really truly in your own space. And if you can spend five minutes, 10 minutes, really loving yourself, really enjoying the space and time you spend alone, then you're on the right track. So what's the difference between judgment and discernment? You're you're going through this time, the great pause, mm-hmm. the reset. Mm-hmm. So you're figuring things out for yourself. But, you know, there are some people who don't want to judge, but maybe they had to have a judgmental mind. Maybe when they were in analytics, maybe their job was all about judgment. Mm-hmm. So discernment yeah. is much more between you and you. It's if you were consistent about asking yourself, why? Mm. Like, why? Why am I eating five donuts today just because I'm home from work? Yeah. Why am I choosing to drink a lot of water now? what feels connected and what feels disconnected to what's in your best interest and not apologizing for wanting to do what's in your own personal best interest first. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest thing here. We've built a society where suffering and sacrifice is shown as being heroic or a team player. That is not the way to have a functioning society. Mm. We're in a place right now where we're being given the opportunity to face some very beautiful but painful truths. We have the capacity to really excel here as a human species on the planet. Once we recognize, look how nice it is to have wildlife emerging and you can actually hear birds on Madison Avenue right now. Yeah, You can see that there's this beautiful inherent world that we've all shown up in appreciate it. If we became masters collectively at appreciation, this this world would be a lot different place. So instead of fighting billionaires because there are this unequal distribution right now, we don't need to fight anyone. I'm hearing these bizarre conspiracy theories that are going on right now because people don't know how to discern within their own little world what's peaceful or not. So yeah. they're taking thoughts that they are not peaceful thoughts, these conspiracy theories. That is not peaceful. If you are guarding your own little world, then you would not be moving out into the world looking for and absorbing things that feel really scary and shitty. Yeah. You'd stay in your own space. You do things that feel beautiful, loving, kind, and whole. First with yourself. It might be painting. It might be cleaning a closet. might be enjoying fun times jumping on the bed with your kids. Mm-hmm. might be brushing the dog more thoroughly than you ever do might be taking a bubble bath. It has to be something that brings you joy Mm. now. We all deserve this. This is why we're getting a great pause. Remember what feels good and kind and whole to you, what's loving to you. That's the fastest return to love. But typically, we're looking for love in all the wrong places by, you know, getting a billion dollars so that then we'll be loved by how many millions of people who don't have it, but I do. So I'm holding the purse strings for all you. That's not the way to get love. To have love is to know you're already it. Mm. That's what we came in with with our first breath was we 
would breathe love in every moment. Self-love, love that you can breathe that breath. Love that you can take this great pause and see these beautiful, painful things that are happening now. See what feels painful in your own world and see it as beautiful because right now you can push the reset button and choose differently. Mm. Everyone right now can take a big, deep breath, pause, push the pause button, and start over. No matter what your day was like today in the beginning of the day, if you jumped right into it looking at the headlines or jumped right into it thinking about how you could help out there, but you didn't even get a chance to brush your teeth yet or wash your own face, let yourself remember that this happens from the inside out, that true sustainable change happens from the inside out. You can't sustain it unless it feels loving to you. Slow down. And you do the things that feel as though your heart is in it, as though you're engaged on a heart level, not just a head level. And it feels deeply satisfying Mm -hmm. just to do what you're doing. I heard that the official food for the pandemic is banana bread. Yeah. And just think of that. Think of that as a food. It's something that feels soft and comforting and it's fun. Yeah. And it's delicious and it feels nurturing. Yeah, it's easy to make. Easy to make. You don't have to beat yourself up with big involved recipes, but you could make it really creative if you wanted to. It's a beautiful symbol, I feel, that it's nourishing us first. And it's a creative process that's with simple ingredients that we all love and crave simplicity. We want the warmth of, you know, feeling that we're connected at the hearth of things, the heart of things. And it it's just a really nice symbol about how we react as human beings to comfort and safety and security mm. really, really well. I believe if we all were able to just, you know, as young kids, just choose to do these things that felt soft and comforting and nurturing in our lives without any big attachment to results or performance, there'd be so much less anxiety in the world, so much less performance anxiety. Mm. And we'd show up as who we really are. And each one of us would be a really important piece in this puzzle. Yeah. I'm I'm still struggling with that part. I'm trying to transfer that idea into my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I really want to believe that because the only world I've lived in has been the world that things need to get done. And as much as it sounds like a utopia, I, I just, I don't know how to step over and bring that here. Okay. So in your life, let's yeah. just take your life now, which is the beauty of us having this conversation. Before this, when you went to work, what was your primary driving motivation? What did it feel like for the most part, every day when you wake up and went to work? Mm, that's a good question. Honestly, it was just uh, a role. It was uh, purpose. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much my only motivation, to have purpose. And so the activity felt more satisfying because it felt like it brought you a sense of purpose. Not really, no. Yeah. yeah. So you just touched on the most important ingredient for all of this in order for it to be able to work, we have to know that we are inherently important. 
that we're breathing this breath on this planet because we're important. Each one of us, you know, I pretty much help people unearth their inherent greatness Mm -hmm. and then live it out loud. I've been watching that no one's left out of this ever. Yeah. That we all have this greatness, this spark. It's inherent in us, just like the breath. We live in a world and a society that's driven by consumerism because they think that's how to live their own happy lives by making a boatload of money, corralling people into places where they don't necessarily want to go, but everybody else is doing it. So I might as well jump onto the bandwagon. Yeah. And that's been driving things very unconsciously for a really long time. Yeah. But now that we can't collectively join like that and have these outward trends of consumerism and people are watching their resources a little bit more closely, you realize in that opportunity, this beautiful, strange opportunity, that you need a lot less Mm. and that a lot less can be very satisfying. Sometimes when you put five toys on a table with a child, when they were playing with one really happily, they'll start crying because they're overwhelmed with five toys, but the parents are too busy to notice because they're doing 10 things and juggling 10 things at once. When we start to slow down ourselves and do one thing very purposefully and completely start to finish at a time, then there's a sense of satisfaction in that just because that's completion. We are complete. It's like our world is round. It's a circle. It's a complete symbol Mm -hmm. on purpose. We are complete inherently. We're going outside to explore and to expand this world with each thing we engage with. But to do that really effectively, to expand and evolve this planet, The way that it happens best is if we come with an inherent sense of completion. Many people are realizing during this pandemic, they don't want to go back to work once things get back together. Back together. (laughs) I'd rather say back together than back to normal in quotes, because I'm really hoping that we have enough time during this to evolve to a realization that we want a new normal. Mm. We want our basic needs to be met just as what we all deserve, the baseline of peace. We all deserve to be able to have the time and space and wherewithal to explore our imaginations and our creative capacity and potential, to really foster that in our schools and in our livelihoods and in our work. Mm. When you get up in the morning now and you have a day that has no agenda to it, Are you finding yourself being lazy or unmotivated or you find yourself being interested and engaged in things you never had the opportunity to explore before? And I have to say, I just want to make sure no one's beating themselves up here. If you felt lazy, a lot of that comes from being exhausted and tired and confused because of news and the things that are happening. It's not necessarily lazy. It's exhaustion, most likely. When you wake up in the morning, first thing. If you want to create your day to be an ideal day, okay, I'm going to make this really clear how you do this. You wake up before you open your eyes. You lay in bed, comfortable, soft bed. Hopefully your basic needs are met so that you have that 
And that should be something that's a priority, that you have a comfortable, safe place to sleep. Rest Mm. is so important. This rest, this pause. And each night we get a chance to pause and rest. This is a bigger experience of that worldwide. Wake up in the morning and keep your eyes closed and let yourself just do a deep dive into your heart space. See if you feel gratitude and appreciation for your own life. You know, how can you feel gratitude and appreciation for other people genuinely if you're not doing it with yourself first? Mm. So deep dive into your heart space, into your gut. Feel if you're feeling connected to the source of you. If you're not, breathe deep. That's the source of you. Came in with your first breath. You'll leave with your last. Just breathe. That's all you got to do. Nothing else. Just breathe a few times. Feel yourself sink down into a space and just really feel, I love my life. If you can't say that genuinely and honestly, don't judge yourself. Difference between discernment and judgment is this is between you and you. So don't judge yourself, but discern. Why? Mm. Why? Discernment is asking why and not jumping into the next thing before you get an answer. Mm. Just stay in that space of peace for a minute, that pause for a minute. And ask why, if you can't say, I love my life. Mm. I love what I'm about to engage. And just do that long enough to be able to realize that you haven't been spending quality time with yourself, with that voice of your own best interest that speaks of you and all your awesomeness and your capacities and abilities and creativity. It knows who you really are. It knows you as an aspect of the divine. Mm. So when you click in with that, it feels so different than the automatron that most people are being in life. Yeah. Disconnected, kind of robotic, a function. Let yourself connect until you feel that voice from within you saying, you're perfect. You're awesome. This life is great. Today's a new blank canvas. Mm. You can go out and create anything truly And then spend that time thinking about what you love or what you would love to experience today. And it might just be, you know, planting a garden. It might be taking a walk with awareness, social distancing, enjoying that space with yourself. might be baking banana bread. It might be doing something that you wanted to do for a very long time, but life was going too fast. Mm. And just write it down. In a way that you're creating your day, I'm taking this time to create my day and I'm infecting my own individual field of infinite possibility that abides around me and within me with joy and peace and love and light and all these qualities that are inherent in me, in my soul. And these are the things I'd like to experience. How fun. They look really fun. I like to experience that. And then you say to your divine self so that you know you're in cahoots and at one with your divine self all day and bring them to me in ways that surprise and delight me so I know you're listening now. And then watch how you wake up and somebody else in the house is like, hey, you know, I got all this flower. I don't know what to do with it. The divinity of us really loves to engage in sheer joy. The more joyful the day you want to create the more possible it is to appear miraculously. It's that we waver in our love of ourselves. 
you know, five minutes later after you create your day, the milk spills on the kitchen floor and yeah. all of a sudden I'm clumsy. I, I don't deserve I'm a mess. So this house too small. You start thinking of the things that you don't want to dwell on. Mm. It's a discipline being aware in a world that needs more awareness. First and foremost, become aware of the fact that you're awesome and you're perfect. And if something spilled on the kitchen floor, it was to slow you down while you were moving too fast and you were going out into the world in a way that really wasn't satisfying to you or performing in some way for somebody else. Just slow down. Relax. You're perfect. Slow down. Relax. The world is perfect when we show up knowing who we are. Hmm. Even things like this. Watch how many people are out there in really important roles that didn't feel that they were so important before this. Yeah, I heard one healthcare worker say, you know, people think I'm much more awesome than I really am. Yeah, <laughs> And no, they don't. You're really awesome. But that's important that you know you're awesome and have that reflection from other people showing you how much they appreciate you. And that's the thing we miss. That's why we need so much and crave so much here. Mm. We're not by default, in a state of appreciation. Mm. You know, the teacher in school didn't get taught to teach in a way that every single kid felt appreciated. Yeah. So that if they were truly diverse in her classroom, she was like ripping her hair out, trying to get everybody to do the same thing, when each child could easily have been appreciated for their own unique talents. Yeah. We've got to change this system, how we rear our children, and how we foster genius. Mm. So I think one of the main themes here is get rid of all the bullshit and keep only what works. Yeah, We're doing a major cleanup here. First, internally, get rid of those thoughts that don't serve you about yourself, that don't speak of your inherent amazing genius, ever-expanding genius, by the way. Mm. Maybe you didn't know how to do it yesterday, but sit down and relax, breathe deep, dive in from your heart, and you'll do it today. Mm you'll do it differently and maybe you'll be the first one on the planet to do it that way and you'll be inspiring and awesome to others and when you start to treat yourself as though you matter as though you are the one that came here to make this shift and change that we're having right now really powerful and important for all of us if you treat yourself like you are the one that came here to help change and heal this world then you'll watch what happens and what kind of opportunities arise for you. Mm. It's you loving you and expanding that capacity, mirroring that, emulating that, bringing that to others' awareness so that they realize, oh, he feels so fun or so amazing and inspiring to be around because he's just loving his life right now just as it is loving himself while he's in a life he loves, I can do that. I just have to begin to love myself first and then show up to life so that my day unfolds in a way that feels like I'm in the middle of love. Wow. Yeah. It sounds simple. Yeah. Sounds simple, but tell me, does it sound practical? Yeah, actually it does. It's just like, all right, how do I love myself? How do I like myself? Mm -hmm. Let's just start off with that. Then from there, if I like my time with myself just by being in a room and enjoying what I'm doing, 
other people are going to enjoy that because they're social creatures. Right. It, it would be like, um, have you ever been in a room where somebody's laughing a lot? Yeah. And like they're really laughing and then you're like, why, why are you laughing? Like, what's going on? Why are you actually laughing? And then you start laughing as well. It's, it's that, it's that and, feeling. And why you laugh is because you're appreciating that other person. Now that's the difference mm. between you're discerning that this is fun. Why? Sometimes who cares? It's just fun. I love it. Yeah. I'm in. I'm one with it. Mm. When you judge that though, you miss that opportunity. Yeah. And that's pretty much what's happening. We don't need to judge things, by the way, to help and foster better things. Mm. We just look at them with appreciation, like, oh, I could see how that would happen right now. We can see why we came to a place that we are right now with leaders that might not know how to lead us as effectively as we feel we want them to. Mm. Why? Because maybe we need to be led by our own best interests first within ourselves before we give ourselves away to other people's ideas. Then you know if it hits you in the gut in the way that it feels really centered and whole and peaceful and loving. Mm. But if you don't go there with yourself on a daily basis and discern, is this loving to me? then don't expect any outer leadership to lead you anywhere. You know, look, I lost everything in 2008 with the last crisis crash. Yeah. And I will tell you this, the last thing that I imagined or cared about was government bailouts because I never relied on the government to do anything for me before that. I was always a self-referring person. And really, it didn't even dawn on me because I also had a different acumen to notice that your resources to come out of pain don't come from outside of you. Mm. You could get a leg up on the ladder a little bit easier, but it's not because somebody's outside fixing it for you and handing it to you on a silver platter. It's because you're using those resources that do come to you for any aid or help in very clearly loving ways for yourself. Mm that promote a greater sense of well-being and self-awareness about your worth. Mm, yeah. If you're using any of the resources that come in now to you in ways that are less self-honoring or unconscious, just pay attention to that. Don't judge yourself in this moment. You know, you might have felt like you needed a sense of release and, and you went out and bought something that you didn't really need in this moment. That's okay. Again, be kind to yourself. Don't judge yourself. But realize that you are so important. Let yourself show up to yourself, loving that this too shall pass, but what are you going to get from it in the process? Mm. How are you going to find what's the most important here? Eating healthy and well during this pandemic is super important on so many levels. It helps you stay vital and it helps your mind stay clear and it helps you feel as though you're not scared or or even that you're worthless because people have such hard challenges with body images. Yeah. Also, if you're not seeing in the midst of all of this that we are basically good, we are fundamentally good. Human beings are basically and fundamentally good. Something has gone terribly wrong when human beings are not basically, inherently, fundamentally exhibiting their goodness. Mm. 
That's what we want to look at. How can we all be able to express our fundamental nature of goodness and kindness and connectivity and love? And what's going on here if we can't? It's unfortunate that people don't see that. I mean, in our city, we have people who are taking in the homeless into hotel rooms and hotels saying, yes, bring them in. Mm-hmm. Or like food pantries coming up or people making masks. You'll never see that on the news. It can't just report on everything good that happened in the day. It wouldn't be news. Right. And there's some agenda behind that to keep people on their toes, to take this seriously, which I think is perpetuating the same old approach where we motivate via fear rather than connectivity. That's the fundamental thing that has to change. That's what we have to change in in education for our children as well. Panic is paralyzing. If we could begin to connect with ourselves first and foremost with the divinity of us, which inherently is connected to everyone else's divinity, Mm. then we'll feel a sense of connection just by staying in bed a little longer in the morning and knowing that we're getting a hit, an inner hit, a deeper, more love-driven inner hit to go do this or do that. And you'll see how much more loving that is to other people and to ourselves than anything we would do from a place of disconnect and fear. Mm. It's always going to keep us more sheltered and and feeling as though we don't have the resources, we don't have the time, we don't have the inclination because panic is paralyzing. Mm. When you instead start noticing those stories like you're talking about, the good news stories that are out there, that highlights people's capacity for resilience. Mm. We have a great capacity for resilience. We just don't want to go back and do the same old, same old thing. So we have to keep on being resilient with regard to the same old unconscious behaviors. Yeah. Time to wake up. Yeah. I feel like we're ready for a new definition of normal where we have happier kids, more connected human beings, connected families, setting our priorities straight. We have richer lives, not because we have a lot of money, but they're deeply rich in the fabric of what we resonate with, mm. you know, really feel as though they're purposeful. And and we have a powerful impact on at least our immediate worlds, you know, make our own spaces beautiful and then spread it out from there allow ourselves to recognize how important it is that we feel a fundamental sense of well-being, that we shouldn't send anybody out into a a very crass and unfeeling world that's moving so fast and without regard for the soul of Mm. us all. We have to stop and step back and say, let's reassess our priorities. Yeah. The fact that we work so hard and the only days off we get are when we're sick or maybe we're pregnant, mm-hmm. like, but you don't even have that much time off to hang out with your kids. And there had to be laws put in place in order for us to get two weeks or maternity leave. I think we're better than that. So much better than that yeah. and so much more deserving than that. People have been moving so fast and working so hard doing things that they don't necessarily love. For what? Yeah. And that distances us from what we truly deserve so much, the love that we deserve so much, that then we think it's our fault if we fail at Mm. that. 
everybody should fail at that. That's disconnect. That's the embodiment of disconnection. And it's a dysfunctional society. So right now, let's take this time, this great pause, this really impactful time for a reset. You don't need to change everything in one fell swoop, but I tell you, if we all do this in our own individual worlds right now, then things will change. Mm. Be sure that you're focusing on what makes you feel most loved and most peaceful, Mm. first and foremost. If you find something comes into your world that feels inherently fearful or chaotic or confusing, then just set that aside for now. Just like Gone with the Wind, (laughs) Scarlett O'Hara, I'll think about that tomorrow. And then tomorrow never comes. Let yourself today be present in what feels most connecting and comfortable. That is not selfish. That's the epitome of awareness that can spread from where you are, from your own individual world, and be contagious to others that need to know this kind of self-worth. Don't go out into the world and perform for other people in a way that keeps this perpetual disconnect going, Mm. where you don't feel that you're good enough ever. Yeah, Let yourself stop and receive. Let's start seeing that everything's coming from the divine. Let's not label where it's coming from Mm. so that today you're receiving on a podcast that sounds like it's Christian and I speaking, but this is coming from the divine to your ears so that you'll get whatever it is that we said. You'll maybe throw away 90% of it and it won't matter to you, but the 10% that comes to you that's important and impactful and feels loving and whole and purposeful to you, that comes from the divine. Mm. And feel that any good thing, anything you get, any opportunity you get is grace in the making, that it's all coming from the divine. So this pandemic is coming to us as a great opportunity for a pause and a reset to create a new normal where love reigns, connectivity reigns, where sanity reigns, Mm. and where selfish, confusing, myopic, agenda-filled experiences are no longer acceptable. This gaslighting that's going on where people are acting as though they do things in your best interest by getting you scared and fearful and and panic-ridden, just know if it feels sucky, it's not divine. Mm. If it feels peaceful, it's divine. Let yourself not be panicky in the face of disease or death. Just treat yourself really well and really loving and know that the divinity of us is way more than our physical body. Yeah, Physical body is only the teeniest, tiniest part of us. This greatness and this vastness that we are is so much more resourceful and so much more amazing that it came to express itself through our human bodies on this planet Earth. And in the process is healing us along the way, even in the face of calamity and disease, We're all being prompted towards our greatness, towards our awesomeness, towards our true well-being, which is the soul of us, Mm. to share that because it's what feels the best to us. We teach others who we believe ourselves to be every moment of every day. If you believe yourself to be connected by connecting in the morning, loved by loving yourself in the morning, and then creating your day in a way that you're surprised and delighted by it because the divine is listening to you now 
and co-creating with you now, then you're going to know that you're showing up as a real important asset on planet Earth in times like these. And that's beautiful because I think a lot of people out there never have felt listened to, and it's a great place to start. So I'm going to give everybody a little exercise right now to do that really helps in this regard. You don't need anybody else to listen to you at all. This is between you and you. Every morning when you wake up, give yourself this quality time. Get up just a little bit earlier and connect the way that I described by not getting out of bed until you keep your eyes closed and you connect with a deeper part of you that loves you impeccably and just listen and wait for the voice of the soul to speak of your greatness and your awesomeness and how important you are on this planet. If at all possible, I'd like you to do this next thing. When you wake up in the morning, have a blank notebook. Nothing fancy, get a blank notebook and begin to drain your brain in the morning Mm. on the page. Anything, let anything come out. It should be three full pages of draining your brain Mm -hmm. and let yourself just write anything. And it could be a full two pages of cursing, Mm -hmm. could be full two pages of berating yourself in a barrage of all the things that you won't necessarily let your mind go to, but you're feeling deep inside you all the time. This is cathartic. That's all it is. You can burn them after. You can rip them to shreds after. You don't ever need to look at it again. Mm -hmm. But begin to listen to yourself. This is meditation on a page. It's more active. It helps people who can't sit and be quiet sometimes Mm -hmm. and just be in the space with themselves. This is being in an honoring space with yourself, but it's letting your mind remain active. You're even appreciating and embracing your active mind, no matter what it's saying or doing. This is the difference between judgment and discernment, by the way. Mm. If you're not judging yourself just for, for putting anything on the page, watch what starts to happen by the third page. I want to give a little shout out to Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist's Way. This is called the morning pages in the artist's way, but I call it brain drain. I've been doing this with my clients and with kids and high schools and things for a long time. It's so effective because often in life, the hardest thing to deal with, harder than a pandemic, harder than the problems that we face in our outside world, is that we don't feel valued or listened to or important. Mm. But that's between you and you. Yeah. Begin to listen to yourself in the morning. First thing in the morning, fresh into a new day, before the day begins, listen to what you're writing. If you have a challenge or a problem in your life at that time, or if you don't know how to negotiate a pandemic, or you don't know how to negotiate your relationship and you're stuck in the home with somebody or multiple people that you don't know how to live with, just write it on the page. And you'll begin to see this true part of you emerge that has insights, that has discernment, that has connectivity to love Mm. we're not engaging with other people right now as much as before we are but in different ways so now engage with yourself in a different way just drain your brain on the page for three full pages and consistently do that in the morning and you're going to see such insights and genius arise ultimately when you get past all the garbage be prepared there'll be a lot of garbage that comes out because we we bury our greatness underneath a lot of layers of pain and guilt and suffering and too many headlines and all that kind of thing this goes deep you're doing a deep dive between you and you 
Nothing better. Really powerful. So the two pragmatic takeaways from this podcast, one is the difference between judgment and discernment, especially self-judgment and discernment. Discernment is when you ask why. Mm. With truly a deep inquiry, you really care about why and you listen for the answer. Judgments when you're projecting things onto everyone else as being the problem or everything else as being the problem and you never go deep enough inside to see if there's a problem, you're the solution. Yeah. If you notice it, then you're the solution. How do you know that? You do these deep dives. You ask why. Why is this bothering me? Why is it upsetting me? What's the reason I feel compelled to watch that or to be engaged in that when it feels so unsettling? Mm. Just let yourself notice no judgment about what you come up with. And the other takeaway that's really powerful, impactful is these pages, the three full pages. Just put your pen on the page, your pencil on the page and write consistently for three full pages, not stopping, and watch what comes out. Watch the insights, watch the clearing, and you're listening to yourself. Mm. Soon the voice of your own best interests will arise out of all the muddle. Oh, that's beautiful, yeah. And just to add on to that, because it was beautifully said, you don't even have to read these pages. Yes, and important, especially in the beginning when you're really beating yourself up. Yeah, I've done this with kids that were having real challenges in their lives, and you don't want to read that you're cursing about your parents no. or that you're you know, in the middle of mayhem or you hate your girlfriend, and it makes you feel bad to reread it when all that is is excavating the garbage. Yeah. So it's not important to read them. It's sometimes not even valuable at all. You might want to go back years later if you've been doing this long enough. Believe me, you'll know who you are. Mm. This is the journey of self-realization. The journey of being a miracle renegade is getting to know who you are as a miraculous being who has all of the power and the insight and the capacities for genius within you. Enjoying every day with all the opportunities to engage with that level of self-awareness and self-knowing. It's a process, but it can be miraculous along the way and is miraculous along the way when you engage it all and say, don't know what it is, but I love it. We want to thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for listening to our first season of Miracle Renegade. Christian and I actually recorded a whole season before the COVID-19 outbreak. But we put those episodes aside back in March 2020 because we decided it was more important to record and release new episodes that address the hardships that people were collectively facing as a result of the pandemic. Now with a brand new year ahead of us, we're excited to return to those original episodes and finally release them to you. There's so much great content there, the very basics for living a miraculous life, and we know it's going to help you thrive in 2021. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Miracle Renegade. And check out our Patreon page to help support the show while getting access to exclusive patron-only content. That link is in the show notes. We want to give a huge shout-out to our Patreon supporters. Your love has kept us going this past year. Bye for now, and see you in the new year, Miracle Renegades. I'm Christian Camarena. And I'm Maureen Whitehouse. And this is Miracle Renegade.